What's up, Jolly Green Giant? Oh, shit. Yeah, I just realized I was wearing all green. Yeah, it's not even St. Patrick's Day, fool. It's okay. I mean, you can Is it? if you want to. I know. I, you know what? I prefer not to wear green on St. Patrick's Day just to see, like, which one of my friends are the perverts. I mean, I'm pretty sure who they are. I just want to renew it in my mind every year. Outside of elementary school kids, like, who's actually still doing that? Like, I don't think I've ever been in a workplace to where I'm not wearing green or somebody's not wearing green and somebody comes up to you, except maybe that weird chick from HR nobody really talks to. Oh, you're not wearing green. <laughs> well, yeah, like, what I notice is it's always, like, the uh, recently divorced old guy who's on his way out. He's always like, oh, you're not wearing green, huh? And I think or, secretly they do it just so that the girl will be like, well, you can't see my panties. Yeah, right. But that's, that's not a, like that. That happens in fucking movies, not in real life, you pervert. That, that's the go to thing, right? Like a lot of people are like, oh, my underwear is green. Oh, you better wash them. <laughs> Dude, I'll be totally honest. I don't know if I own a pair of green underwear. I do. I, I mean, like. I don't go out of my way and go, oh, I need green. Right. Like lots of grays and blues and blacks, but nothing green, I don't think. Well, I mean, we're we're speaking on, you know, self stuff, and one one of the things I came across recently is soap. Not that I just found out about soap, but like, <laughs> there. Like, either way, this conversation is good. You are talking about cleaning yourself. Yes. Get rid of that cheese. I yeah. Like well, some some women like the Fumunda cheese, but um, those chicks normally I stay away from. Yeah, they're they're not the uh, what we would call marriage material. You think there's a? I'm, I'm changing the subject real quick. On do you think there's a price for uh, women of the streets that would probably accept an amount of money for cleaning the cheese of said self? Well, hold on, time out. So, like, are there actually dudes running around out there that legitimately have cheese under their balls? There's probably some stanky dudes that don't wash themselves that have like three to seven days worth of funk under there but those dudes are all on my 600 pound life right like they can't move i don't know man i'm not one of those guys so i can't really answer it for you but i'm sure there's some uh ladies of the night that would accept currency for that whether it be paypal or an amazon gift card or something yeah i mean they probably want more than a chick-fil-a sandwich give them a chick-fil-a you get an army sandwich so, um, but anyways, so, so I was at my local hardware store and we have an ACE hardware nearby and I'm in the checkout line and I'm just looking around waiting for my turn to come up. And I noticed this wall of soaps that they have there. Right. And like some of them, you can see they're Ooh, like wait, ACE hardware, right? Yes. Like the hardware store. Why the I guess they're, fuck do they have soap. They're probably just like, Hey, you're about to get dirty doing some, some work. Well, go ahead and grab sure, like Gojo, I got it right. Like, like the the soap, the lava soap that has like right. hummus in it. Like, I get that, right? You're gonna get some deep cleaning stuff going on. Yeah. But like, you're talking about like Bed Bath and Beyond, not Bed Bath and Beyond, the other place. What's it called? Bed Bath and Beyond, Bath and Body Works. Yeah, that one. You're talking about well, that kind of soap. So they had they had like mom and pop like homemade soaps, I think. But then one that caught wait, my wait, eye. Wait, wait, wait. Is this like Fight Club soap? I don't. I didn't look at the ingredients to see <laughs> how much of it is uh, liposuction, but I, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, come to think of it, we do have a liposuction nearby. That's pretty great. Anyways, anyway, the, the 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 one that caught my eye was Bush Light soap, 
and Budweiser soap. And I'm like, what man is like going, not only do I drink this and sweat it out to smell like it, but I want to cleanse myself with the scent of the Rocky Mountain water beer. What? Do you get drunk? I don't know. I didn't look at the alcohol content on there because that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be an experience, right? To like pregame. It would take a whole new level of pregaming, right? Like, hey, I've had a shower beer. Now I've got shower beer soap. Double the fun, right? But I feel like if you use that and you get pulled over for a regular traffic stop, you might be detained for a possible DWI. Right, because the cop can't lie. Like, he definitely smells alcohol. Sir, you smell like beer. You, matter of fact, you smell like bush, bush uh, Budweiser. I'm like, yeah. sir, I promise. You smell, you smell like every person I've ever pulled over right outside a trailer park. So because of that, I went ahead and I wanted to see what other kinds of soaps are out there. I thought you were going to say you bought it. I was curious. Okay. But in the Googleverse, whenever you type in weird soaps, the first place that comes up, which kind of doesn't surprise me, is Etsy. Yeah, all right. Apparently, people make weird soap. So I'm going to go through a list of them, and you tell me if you if it was given to you as a gift. Not that you would go buy it. Okay. If you would go buy it, you get extra points for it. But if it's given as a gift, would you use it no matter what? Okay? I'm intrigued. First one, hot dog soap. No. You don't I, want to- I don't even like hot dogs in real life. Why would I fucking want to smell like one? <laughs> Could you imagine, well, like, the wild packs of dogs that would just fuck with you in the neighborhood because you smell like a hot dog? Or if you go buy, if you go into a bar with a bunch of big girls, do you think that attracts you more or makes you more attractive? I mean, I mean, I'll be totally honest. From experience, it doesn't really matter what you smell like. <laughs> um, apparently, a lot of this is a uh, food based, so just stay with me. Ramen noodles soap. No. And it's even shaped like the ramen noodle, uh, dry noodle. If it has like exfoliating stuff in it because it's like like wiry looking, that's funny. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't want that. I think this one's going to be a definite for a lot of people. Bacon soap. No. Yeah. You don't want to smell like bacon? No. Like there's only one food that I really don't mind smelling like. And it's it's not even really Barbecue. the food. Yeah, it's like barbecue, right? Like if you go somewhere and you smell like hickory smoke or mesquite smoke, <clears> something <throat> like that, like that is okay. That's yeah. tolerable. But like if I walked around and they're like, man, it smells like Denny's in this month. <laughs> like I don't think that would work. Damn, somebody smells like the Grand Slam. <laughs> hey, you motherfuckers been chilling at the Waffle House? What is that? <laughs> Gunmetal. Gunmetal has a smell? I guess. I mean, the oil does for sure. Yeah. Is there like chocolate cake? Uh, there's corn. Yeah, I wouldn't want to smell like corn. Deviled eggs. No. Potatoes. That's super weird. Cigarettes. I don't think cigarettes want to smell like cigarettes. Let's be totally honest. Lunchable. What are we trying to do? Attract kids? I, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, pickles? What the? F- None of these are good. Uh, buffalo chicken wings. So either we're attracting. 
I didn't even know what would be. What would you attract with buffalo wings? Like a middle-aged man that's got a pot belly and his fucking pants don't fit? This one I have so many questions for, and this one might get us banned. But those who are listening, we did not create this. I'm merely just relaying the internet. Um, fetus baby. Yeah. What I, does that even smell like? I don't know. I don't oh, look know. At somebody, somebody like, hey, you know what? Really curious. Just cut it open. Sew it back up. All right. I got it. Like, that's, I don't get like, it. I, will, I, I have so many questions of, like, one, how do you obtain that smell? Two. Who came up with the idea? Who came up with it? And three, who's buying it? Four, if no you one. buy it and wear it. <clears throat> excuse me. If you buy it and wear it and you walk around and somebody goes, oh, is that is that is that fetus I smell? Right, yeah. What do you do if you're recognized? Like, oh my God. do you just immediately label that person? I don't know. Well, and then on one. top of that, like, all the ones that you named, right? Are there like special occasions that you would only want to smell like certain things? Well, I mean, if you have a loved one who has a breakfast fetus or fetus, fetus. fetish. Wow. Breakfast fetus. Yeah. Wow. Fetus on the brain. Breakfast fetish. I could understand like the bacon one. Um, the ramen noodle one. I never have in the history of life ever heard somebody go, man, I walked into this chick's house and it smelled like ramen. Oh my god! Right, like, well, yeah, like, hey, you know, I was just on the elevator with this one chick. She smelled just like a fucking hot dog. It was so <laughs> awesome. Like nobody says that. Last right? like, one. And, and literally, if I walk up to you at work and you're like, "Hey, what do I smell like?" and I'm like, "You, you have a fucking hot dog in your pocket? Like, what is it? Like, I, I don't know how to respond to that. I, that whole thing is weird, but." I digress. If you smelled like chocolate cake, I might want to stand next to you. You see so what I'm saying? The last one is zebra cake. I don't like zebra cakes, but I kind of understand what you're saying. What is up with people not liking zebra cakes? That is a highly underrated snack see, cake. No, 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 no. It is fully overrated because it's bullshit. It's the same as the little Christmas trees. It's the same as the fucking the, all the other ones all the holiday ones are all zebra cakes just with some of the bullshit in different colors like this the zebra true. cakes the white and the black they're not even flavored they're just mm. icing and the zebra cake ice cream turned out to be garbage well yeah because zebra cakes mm. are garbage uh real quick some honorably honorable mentioned ones pizza fish octopus strawberry soup Ladies, ladies, if you're out there and you're listening, all four of you, and let me ask you a question. When you were in high school or college or maybe right after, if you were dating a guy or you were going out on a date with a guy and he picked you up in his Dodge Neon and it smelled like pizza because he was a pizza delivery guy. Was that a turn on? Because I'm I'm betting that it wasn't. It might be because they get they get that smell. And they're like mm, free food. I mean, it doesn't smell like staple. It's not like they get in there and they're like, <laughs> Mary, this guy has a material. career. Yeah, like that's not the thought process, right? Yeah. So they said that I might be assistant manager by the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, I apologize for the acne when I carry the pizzas. I get the grease on my face. Like, how does that work? 
that, that can't be. There is no grown man that's not married. Now, see, now that's the other the caveat is that maybe these are only for grown men that are married. Because yeah. when you're married, like, do you really care what you smell like that much? Mm. Uh, depends. I mean, like, okay, so I say that, and then the wife and I the other day, we went out to one of the malls, and I'm pretty sure I tried on, like, nine different colognes. I smelled like one of those little fucking pullouts of a magazine. <laughs> it was like, I had I had stuff, like, all up and down each spot of my arm, because the, the lady that was selling it was like, oh, you can't just put it on a piece of paper. You have to put it on your skin to see how it reacts with your body chemistry. So when I walked out of there, I smelled like a fucking flea market. Wow. <laughs> it was terrible. But did I did I buy cologne? Yeah, I did, because she was a really good saleswoman. How many bottles of cologne do you own? Currently, one. I just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't had cologne since probably eighth grade. Cool water, what's up? Fight me. Um, and I don't own any now. And so I, I did a quick survey amongst some of my coworkers and friends that are guys. And I asked them, like, how many bottles do you have? The average bottle count for guys is anywhere from three to eight from my research. And a lot of them say that these bottles they've had for years, if not decades. Don't they go bad? I, I've never looked for an expiration date. Well, no, but what I'm saying is, like, typically stuff that's a liquid, it will go bad yeah so that that throws me off but my thing is though like how many different colognes can you wear at one time just one right well i mean uh, unless you're some type of uh chemistry guy who knows oh, how yeah, to... we like blend them together well yeah because i guess what i'm saying is like, if you find one that you like why why do you buy another one until that one's empty so you, you buy different ones for different scenarios, right? Like if you're a single guy and you're trying to meet somebody, you get one for an attraction If or you buy one because your girl likes a certain scent or if you're whatever the situation or scenario may be, there's apparently a different style of cologne based off that. So is there like an AM cologne and then like a work cologne and then like a PM cologne and then like a dinner cologne, but then like a club cologne or whatever. I'm sure there is, but I don't think you're spritzing yourself that many times in a day. I think it's like you have your work cologne. Whenever Zach walks in, everybody knows this scent there, but whenever they see Zach at the bar or something, he's got a different scent on. They're like, Oh dang, it's a mystery. What's going on with this guy? Right? So I don't think it works like that. And then um, let me ask you a question. Have you ever asked a woman what type of perfume she was wearing? Um, only my wife, whenever it came for, I needed a gift idea. Right, right, right. So, like, you've never smelled another woman when she walked by and you're like, damn, <clears> what is that? I uh, try to make it not obvious when I do, um, but I've never asked them. I'm not asking if you smell her seat when she gets up. I'm saying, <laughs> do you just, like, hey, she walked by and, like, you know what? That smelled pretty good. Hey, excuse me, ma'am. Um, I just when you walked by, you smelled really good. What what is the perfume that you're wearing? I, Usually, I, you get here's Mace, bitch, and that's <laughs> that's not what it is. That's not what it is. And I was like, no, no, that one's definitely <clears throat> pungent on the eyes. I don't think that's what I, I mean. Was I've, for. I, I've been in an elevator before where a woman's walked in and like it was it smelled nice and like real quick just reaction like, man, what are you wearing? And it may have come off like, damn, did you just shit yourself? <laughs> <laughs> what if? That would be weird. Like, what if you're like, damn, because the way you asked it, 
Yeah. Like, what are you wearing? And she's like, nothing. Or like a thong or like something completely obvious, like off the wall. All right. So Yeah, that's when you go, uh I don't care. Yeah. Is that how that works? Probably. I haven't I haven't been faced with that. Normally I No, I get... like I normally just ignore it and then I try to remember what it smells like when I go to the mall. <laughs> like I don't I'm so scared to talk to people. <laughs> then you're that creepy guy in the the makeup area. He's just like, nope, that's not it. Nope, that's not. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then when you find it, you just melt to the floor. I yeah. did. I did ask one lady one time what perfume she was wearing, but it was because it was like overly done. But it, it smelled really good. But it was just like a lot. And so when I walked into her office, I was like, Good lord, that smells good. What is that? And then she told me. Then I bought it for my wife. That was it. <laughs> so. Is that weird? Is that weird to buy perfume for your wife so that she smells like somebody else that you smelled? I don't see any different than a wife telling her husband, hey, I like it when you wear this cologne. Right. I mean, that's kind of what I thought. Right. She wasn't offended. I was just curious because I I tend to not know that people are offended until it's way too fucking late. I think you can throw up red flags, though, if your wife just suddenly buys you cologne and she's never bought you cologne and you don't own cologne. And she's like, oh, hey, I think... This would smell nice on you. Hold up. Wait a minute. Rewind. I don't wear cologne. Where are you smelling that? What's going on here? All right. What's That's her exactly name? That's my thought process. Wait a minute. And what bill is this guy paying that smells like that? Right. And I mean, I'm going to ask a series of questions and stuff like that maybe, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we got on. Oh, we were talking about soaps and then went to colognes. Yeah. Well, so I have a question for you. Shoot. We posted it on our social medias. We did. And we got like a handful of responses, but they're pretty much all the same. So I don't understand. Well, I mean, we'll just be honest. I don't understand a lot of things, but I don't understand society as a whole. And when I say that to mean there are things that people swear is not popular is not good no one should like it but then it's still popular right like the, the paul brothers right so i wrote that down right i have that on the list the luke paul and the jake paul guy people claim that they can't stand these dudes and they're fucking up boxing and they're messing up all these but everyone buys their pay-per-view mm-hmm. everyone subscribes to their youtube mm-hmm. everybody watches everything they could possibly find about this these guys and they all have comments and they all have now i don't i personally i've only seen clips and i didn't even know it was them so i've never i've never watched one of their fights okay i've seen the highlights right i saw the guy where He's like this, and then he does like this, and so then he drops his glove. Like I saw all that, right? I do. I think it's fake. Yeah, right. Do I think some of these fights are set up? Yeah. Do I think like he really trains and really knows boxing? Yeah, like he knows what he's doing. Do I think that this is all set up? Yeah, I think they are basically the WWE of boxing, but. Am I mad about them doing it? Fuck no. No. Go make your money, bro. I don't care what you do. I'm not knocking you at all. And on top of that, I recognize you have some boxing chops, right? Clearly, 
he can punch and he can move and he can do all that stuff. And, you know, like, I'm not trying to fight the motherfucker. I'm just right. saying good on him. But majority of the people in like the sports world and the boxing world fucking hate these guys. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't understand that. And then, you know, obviously same thing with Nickelback, right? People claim that they hate Nickelback. Those motherfuckers went like double platinum a couple times. I'm not gonna lie, they're they're on my my iTunes. Like I listen I'm, to them too, right? I mean, not I'm not like diehard, and I got tattoos for them and shit like that. I've never been to a Nickelback concert because mm-hmm. that just sounds weird. But like, I remember early 2000s. That dude Chad Kroger is that his name? Yep, he was all over the fucking place. Yep. That gross-looking blonde curly hair and the nasty nose, like him and Santana did a song together. Yeah, like he was like early two thousands. Now, granted, most people that I talk to that say that they hate them, um, they just say that they're they're not musically talented. Well, to be totally honest, neither is Kiss. Neither are the Beatles. Right? Wow. They just play catchy, generic. Wow music that's all they do the I, I have said consistently that the beatles are the most overrated band of all time wow. they just they just came around at the right time because like think about it like this is in sync good music for the time it was for the time and why is that because, because there was nothing else like it at the time right i mean it's been done before i mean if well, you go right, back and look had, at boy you're, bands no, you're 100 but... correct it had been done before right there was uh new direction and there they was came after no that's that's one direction you're thinking of new direction was in the 80s are you thinking of new kids on the block no no, no. new kids on the block was another variation new direction was uh like right after the jackson five right I so i didn't know about that one well I'm not surprised that you don't know, but um, they were they were popular in like the early '80s, and then yeah, New Kids on the Block was was like mid '80s. But there was nothing else when NSYNC came out, and then NSYNC's popularity was so big that you had like Backstreet Boys and 98 Degrees and all these like spinoff versions, but they weren't as popular, right? But there's no one in there that would say that NSYNC was, like, blowing the doors off the music industry. You know what I mean? Are you sure New Direction? Yeah. Because I typed that in, and it only shows Glee. Hold on. I just saw this the other day. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong, because that is hilarious. Because I type in New Direction band, and it's a polka band. (laughs) Hold on. It's a what? Polka band. What is going on, on my freaking keyboard? Are you sure you're not thinking New Kids on the Block? I 100% know that I'm not talking about New Kids on the Block. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, I'm such an idiot. I was saying it right in my head, and I was not saying it right out loud. It is not. So you thought I said One Direction. And then I was fucked after that. It's new edition. I'm such a moron. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, new edition. Yes. New edition, right? And then obviously boys to men and all that kind of stuff, right? But in the 90s, none of that stuff was going on. Maybe boys to men was like a little bit, right? But late 90s, early, I guess, it, yeah, I guess it was late 90s. 
There was nothing like that. So no one would say that NSYNC was like supremely talented. Right. But they grew in popularity because there was nothing else that these like teeny bopper chicks could get into. Right. Right. So I say the same thing about the Beatles. The Beatles, there was no other like bubblegum boy band at the time. And then also they came from England. Right. So that made them like cooler yeah exotic exactly they i would i didn't want to say uh, exotic because they're fucking pasty white boys but you know what i mean right they were just different and that's the only reason why they were successful and then kiss kiss was only successful because they were selling out arenas because they did really good shows no one really cared for the music they liked the on-stage antics they did like pyrotechnics obviously they did the makeup and the costumes and all that stuff so they were selling out arenas before they even had major music deals, right? Before they even had album contracts, they were selling out arenas. And so if you talk to uh, Gene Simmons, he'll tell you, hey, we're not even like gr- the greatest musicians of all time, but we worked together as a band and that's what made us popular, right? People just dug what we were doing. It's not that I was the greatest guitarist or they were the greatest drummer. We had the best vocals, none of that stuff. We just worked good together and we put on great shows. People loved it. That's all it was. And so that's where I'm at. Nickelback is not a great, I don't even want to say that they're on the level of kiss and, and the Beatles. That's not what I'm trying to say, but people claim they hate them and they went double platinum. Yeah. So, like what's something else that, that was a long way around, but what's something else that you've heard of that people swear they hate, but people can't get enough of that shit. Oh my goodness. Um, I actually had a list. See if I can get to this list. I was going to say the only one that I can think of off the top of my head is like the Kardashians. Uh, I think there's a lot of hate there more than, you know, because people don't talk about them. They don't give them the, the attention, but I mean, if we're going to keep band wise, I would say uh, Limp Biscuit. I like Limp Biscuit. Um, okay, so you don't? Oh yeah, I do. Oh okay. Um, I sent this to you before. Uh, Miracle Whip. I think there are a lot of people that secretly say they don't they don't like Miracle, or they publicly say they don't like Miracle Whip, but at home they got jars of maybe putting it on them ham and cheese sandwiches. I love Miracle Whip. I like it better than mayonnaise. I will actually use Miracle Whip whenever I do grilled cheese sandwiches. It's phenomenal. Yeah, what's up? I I just hate mayonnaise completely. Um, dad jokes. No, no, no. People love dad jokes. They they get annoyed by them, but you know what? Whenever they hear a good one, they're like, okay, yeah. I think they are just upset that something so simple made them laugh. Um, That's kind of full, full circle back to what we said earlier. Bud Light and Miller Light. I think, oh, I, I think, love Miller Light. I think people are so caught up in the craft beer uh, That's true. genre to where like, if they they probably have a case of Bud Light or Miller Lite because that's what they grew up on, and they're like, you know, what? I like it. But if my friends come over, oh yeah, somebody just left right. that here. Right? Yeah, they have two two doors, like it's yep. like that one refrigerator where you can open the inner door or open the big door, right? So if your friends come over, you open the big door, and there's all your craft beer and all your yep. stuff, and then oh, they're gone, and then you open the middle door, and it's like, hey, here's my Miller High Life. Fuck yeah! <laughs> so like, 
I can see that. That makes a whole bunch of sense. But what I'm saying is, why do people do that? Why do people just not be who they are? It It's an uncomfortable scene for some of them. It's an uncomfortable feeling. I mean, I guess. Like, I understand, you know, people don't want to don't want to be looked at as that guy but i mean we posted this on our facebook page look for it on the question you're gonna have to scroll for it or if you look at one of our pin posts we have an app now you can go on there and send us some questions or answers to stuff that we've asked on this show or on previous social media posts We've got a lot to cover. We've got, what, two weeks of football down. we got a third week coming in. So, uh, you ready to get this going? Let's do it. Hit it. Woo! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of 2 Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And here we are again, fools, for another train wreck episode. Uh, this episode, as always, brought to you by rrsportsbetting.com. That with the new number of you need to text is 702-608-1857. Use the code wannabe. Get your free $100 in gameplay, folks. We keep we keep bragging about it. We, we keep talking about it. We talked about it uh, before week one. Nobody got into it. Zach went 4-1 and one on his picks for uh, week one. Last week, he made his picks and just kind of, you know, it's embarrassing. I'm, I'm sorry to bring it up, but he went one and four, but still nobody bit. You know what? You still got time. We're doing it every Sunday. Get on it now. Text number mentioned. Go to our Facebook page. Go to their Facebook page. Get the number. Use the code wannabe. Get your free $100 for gameplay. Go ahead and submit your picks on RR and then copy whatever your picks are and put them on Zach's post that he has for his picks. If your picks are better than his picks as far as winning record. You win another $100 in gameplay from RR Sports Betting, and you get the money that you win from making your bets. So get on it now. Try it. And if you don't do it, you're losing already. You got any uh, anything for the haters out there that, you know, they're, they're thinking you're weak right now? Look, so, yeah, I crushed their souls week one, and they got scared. So I felt bad. Week two... Threw him a little bone. I mean, what do you want me to do? I'm just going to go back to crushing people's souls week three. I, I mean, I, I don't even give a fuck. They're not going to win money off me. Well, let's, I'm, I'm, I'm got money on you, sir. So hopefully you get your money in good, kid. <laughs> so coming into week three, we had Thursday night football last night. Pittsburgh lost to Cleveland. Not much of a match I really wanted to see because not neither one of the teams really excite me. You want to talk about it, you're more than welcome to. If not, I want to move on to the rest I was of the gonna week. Say, it was really a boring game. I think the only people that give a shit about this game are Texan fans who want to see the Cleveland Browns win or lose so that their draft pick goes up, and Pittsburgh Steelers fans that want to see Mitchell Trubisky suck it so that way they can start picking. That's really yeah. all it is. Uh, there is one highlight on a Monday night game a while back. You might have remembered this. Odell Beckham made the catch. Yes. the Vaulted himself catch. into stardom. Got multi-million dollar contracts. Got enough cash on him to start handing out money to wide receivers at LSU games. All because of a catch. Mm-hmm. Last night, George Pickens made a very similar catch. He did. Even got a shout-out from OBJ on Twitter. 
it was pretty fucking epic yeah. uh when i saw it i thought wow that's amazing that but then they, the, the the catch of that is that they ended up targeting i think one other time after that game yeah that so kid's got that. a high ceiling on him i think and they're not utilizing him enough a lot of the research and reports that I read is that people are putting him as a future number two over Chase Claypool. And depending on what happens with Deontay Johnson, once his contract comes up, if he stays in Pittsburgh or goes somewhere else, he could be a solid number one. But yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think Deontay Johnson has too many drops. There's too many passes that hit him in the hands that just go creaming off into the atmosphere that George Pickens eventually should be the number one on this team. Yeah. Chase Claypool, has completely disappeared. He had one catch for 11 yards. Yeah, he he has been very silent. Uh, like FYI, if you have him on your fantasy team, you can just go ahead and cut him. Yeah, and he'll, he'll probably stay on the waiver. Yeah, exactly. It'll be unceremonious, guaranteed. Um, because we know a majority of our listeners um, here in the U.S. as well as in Egypt uh, are Texans fans, um, I feel no. like <laughs> uh, – I don't know. I mean – the the listener in Egypt sent us a tweet holding up a Texans flag, or at least it looked like ones. I don't know. Um, All right. So, but so, what's your take on the Texans right now? A lot of people are throwing shade towards Davis. Yeah, Mills. I don't understand I, it. Like, like, let me before we get too deep into it. You're a Texan fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. What were the what were the expectations prior to the season? Obviously not Super Bowl. Correct. Not playoffs. Correct. Maybe contend for the division title for a couple weeks and then draft high in the first round. That's kind of what we thought. No, nowhere in division contendent con, or contender whatsoever. Well, like, no, I mean like not even till like the midseason point. You thought maybe you might be in the mix and then fall off. No, I, I, I honestly thought at the beginning of the season that Tennessee and. Uh, the Colts were going to dominate so much to where, like, they'd be so far ahead, we wouldn't even worry about it. But okay, you you, you look at it now. The AFC South is a complete dumpster fire. All oh the way well, around. yeah. 100%. Their com- combined record is two five and two. So that tells you enough right there. Like people are starting to call call the Texas or the AFC South the new NFC East, right? Because those teams were just a dumpster fire for so long. But with the Texans, as far as anything, like a lot of fans. And I'm not speaking on myself. I'm speaking as far as like everything I've heard from other fans is that with how Davis Mills finished last year and coming out as the second top rookie quarterback who finished the season with the numbers he did right below, um, I guess Trevor, no, or no, Mac Jones, Um, you know, people were in high hopes, like, holy crap, maybe we don't have to wait until the 2023 draft and try to get one of those upcoming uh, quarterbacks. Maybe we have a franchise quarterback here. The thing is now is he's not carrying over what he was doing in 2021. Now, some people can blame it on the O-line. Some people can blame it on Pep Hamilton. Um, The fact that there's nobody there for him to throw to other than um, Brandon Cooks. But Nico Collins has been stepping up in good points here and there to help the team out. But they're they're not developing a run game. They're not really getting a passing game going. I mean, you look at them right now, they're ranked 26th in passing yards, sitting at 188 per game, right? So, but 
who's one spot ahead of them, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So, you know, it's still early, but uh, the Texans as a whole, outside of Davis Mills, that defense is doing something. And I've said this for two weeks now, and I still hold by it. Either the teams they're facing are really garbage, or the Texans defense has actually stepped up tremendously and has become a better team. Right, and so that's more of what I was going after, right? Like, I know you are a Texan fan, mm-hmm. but you are not a Kool-Aid drinker. Correct. And so I feel like every person that last year looked at a couple stats for Davis Mills really had high hopes, but not any expectation that he would be the franchise man going forward. Um Maybe it's possible they thought, you know, there was an outside shot he could turn into that guy. But I think the consensus is he is um, well under like a Case Keenum. Um, I've heard TJ Yates' name mentioned a lot. Um, But my, my takeaway from the first two weeks of the season for the Texans, Texans fans should celebrate what's happening on this franchise. Mm -hmm. Do I agree that they are a bad team? Yeah, they're not any good. Um, But the coach, Lovey Smith, this is definitely the appropriate hire for this franchise. I agree. Um, I think based on the performance so far, he is getting the most out of the talent on his roster. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I, totally I do agree, agree that. that they have played some some shitty teams offensively. I mean, n- nothing more embarrassing than having the home crowd have to count down the play clock so that your offensive coordinator slash head coach doesn't lose track of time when he's calling plays. So that's pretty bad, right? And granted, yeah, did they lose to the Broncos? Yes, but I, I think – Fully like okay. I obviously I'm a Broncos fan, but I think on paper and in real life, people would look at both these rosters and say, okay, hands down, the Broncos are more talented than the Texans, right? Absolutely. So technically, they're saying, well, this game shouldn't even be close, and it was close. And I think that's because uh, Lovey Smith is maximizing the performance of these guys. I think if you were able to draft him some good players and get some better talent in there, there's no doubt to me that he could coach this team to division titles, playoff wins, all that kind of stuff. Is he a Super Bowl coach? That remains to be seen. I don't know. Uh, he's been to the Super Bowl. Right, so. but but he's not – I would say he's not like a Bill Belichick guy. He's not an Andy Reid guy, right? He's not a top-tier coach, but he could be. Yeah. And I and, think that, you know, he kind of got a raw deal – Uh with the Texans because obviously they had a franchise quarterback that they had to trade away because of his butthole stuff. But like the, the issue I have with Texan fans is that they're not appreciating what's in front of them. And I think it has a lot to do with today's people that they want results now, now, now they don't want to sit around and wait. And, you know, now I say that, but then Houston fans are familiar with the tank and destroy. Right. So the Astros, most notably 10 years ago, completely demolished the team and were losing 100 games a season. And now they're dominating the AL. Right. Correct. 
So it is possible. <clears throat> now, is it tougher in, in the NFL than major? Absolutely. Well, yeah, because you've got a fucking salary cap and quarterbacks want ungodly amounts of money and all this kind of shit. But if I'm if I was a Texan fan, I would be happy with the direction that this franchise is going for. And this is for the first time in what, five years that they've been heading in the right direction Four years, maybe. Well, I wouldn't even say that long. I would say probably three years. Cause I mean, you look back at whenever they were one game away from going to the AFC championship and then Bill O'Brien screwed it off against the chiefs. They had that 24 zero uh, lead over them. And I think that was the same year the chiefs went and won the super bowl or no, it was the following year after that. Um, so like they were on the path of, doing well like and i want to say even at the beginning of that season the season prior to that a lot of people had texans possibly being in the super bowl now that was the probably one time that this organization has seen possibly the stage right well i think when they were 13 and 3 with matt schaub that was clearly the best team they've ever had and it was but i mean you look at when deshaun watson was normal that was a team that everybody was excited about nationwide. Like people were curious about watching the Texans to see what they're doing because they were like, okay, this, this has been a scrub team ever since they came into the league. And now all of a sudden they're making noise. I don't, so, I don't know if that is a hundred percent true nationwide. I, I don't want to knock the team because I'm a huge, well, okay. So back then before I knew he was a creepy guy, I was a huge Deshaun Watson fan, and I still, to this day, don't understand how the last time he played a full season, how he led the league in passing. Not, not the AFC, not the NFC, not the division, the entire NFL in passing yep. with broke Dick Brandon Cooks as his best wide receiver. Yep. So that is the more intriguing part. I don't know if they were necessarily picked, by super, picked for the Super Bowl a couple times. Maybe, maybe they were. I don't know. But it wasn't as prominent, but I still remember Deshaun Watson was a top three quarterback at the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It, okay, so maybe you're right. It was only three years ago, right? But the the whole thing is, is like, I, th- I think Houston fans are tired of being in this rut. Like, they had that glimmer yeah. of hope, and then all of a sudden it came crashing down with Bill O'Brien and then Deshaun Watson and then... DeAndre Hopkins being traded and just it's a it was a domino effect of bullcrap that came their way right. and like huge fans shit are def- storm I agree and, and they're super deflated right and so like you see Davis Mills he's not like this sparkling dazzling quarterback he's mediocre he's basic and like there's no excitement to him there's no massive playmakers on the offensive side of the ball that get fans in the seats to sell jerseys to tune in whatever it may be like there's nothing exciting about it. i mean i told you they're averaging under 200 passing yards a, a game right now like yeah. it, th- there's nothing exciting about him whereas last year yeah he still had that new glimmer on him because yeah. he's a rookie and he's doing these things that people were underestimating him on well yeah, and, nobody expected anything from him, right right and now it's like oh, okay this is what we expected well, I do think that Damian Pierce can be that guy. He can be that but vaults the team forward, but he's going to need some help. Obviously, but they're not giving him the opportunity of it. You look at Game One against Indianapolis; a majority of the carries was Rex Burkhead. Correct. I think Damian Pierce came in for like three carries, maybe. I'm I'm looking at his stats right now because I knew that's where we were going, and I agree with you. I don't fully understand the uh, the usage of him there. 
Um, <laughs> even even Lovey Smith came out and said after the game, like, uh, yeah, I understand. We had Rex Burkhead on the field more because he's more of our passing down back. Yeah. And we wanted to kind of disguise it. But on top of that, they also let Rex Burkhead run the ball, I think, twice as much as uh, Damian Pierce. Yep. Damian Pierce had 11 carries for 33 yards um, week one. And then he had 15 carries for 69 yards. Um, granted, they did fall behind midway through the third quarter, and so there was a little bit different game plan. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, but regardless, um, he obviously needs to be a focal point. But I think that's another bright spot in the future of this team, right? That shows me Casario knows what the fuck he's looking at when he's drafting guys. And so this idea that, you know, this team is, is trash and garbage and Lovey, Lovey Smith should be fired and we need to can Davis Mills and all that, like, chill with that shit. It's yep. going to take time. You've got to let everything develop. What did the 76ers say? Trust the process. Well, I mean, we're also only going into week three. We still got a bunch of football left. Um, That's going to lead me back into our next topic. But before we get into there, unless you had something else you wanted to add to it. No, I just, I wish people would shut the fuck up sometimes. (laughs) Well, you know what? We're saying that we're going to contradict ourselves and start talking smack about other teams, but first, got to tell you about our buddies over at Offsuit Cigar and Poker Lounge, Ooh, 140 yeah. South Heights, Houston, Texas. Go out there tonight, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They've got $500 guaranteed free roll tournament, and they got banging cash games that last all the way until the next day um, out there. I believe Sundays, every now and then, you're going to have to refer to their Facebook page or their website or ours. To see Sundays, they have a 2 p.m. tournament for $50 buy-in. That one's been slamming every Sunday. I think they're possibly getting all four tables. I need to double-check on that, but it wouldn't surprise me if they are. Go out there. Tell them your boys sent you from two wannabes. Maybe they'll hook you up. Maybe they'll give you a hug. Maybe they'll give you a little peck on the cheek. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But go see our boys at Offsuit Cigar and Poker Lounge, 140 South Heights, Houston, Texas. Um. So I want to do overreaction, underreaction, going into week three with the exception of yesterday's game. Who is starting to show complete dominance and will probably run away with it? Who is a shocker that they're not as good as they they were expected to be? And who are the major underdogs who are shocking you right now? Well, the most to me, the most shocking team – is the Dolphins. Okay. Um, And I say that because I didn't see anyone outside of Miami picking them to actually make noise this early. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, they played the Patriots in week one who looked, I guess we could say, anemic on offense, right? Kind of looked lost. Mac Jones looked like he was really having a tough time with the the rush and getting all the blocking schemes proper. So they dominated that game. But then the next week, this past week, the Dolphins that we all thought we knew and loved showed up, and they were getting dominated by the Ravens, 35-14, to going into the fourth quarter. Well, lo and behold, I guess the Ravens forgot who Tyreek Hill was and decided to give him the old 
uh, 15-yard cushion everywhere. They came back and won. Tua had six touchdown passes in that game. Nuts, and he dominated on daily fantasy too. Well, yeah, I I think in our in our dynasty league, I want to say he scored seventy-one points, which is bizarre, insane, right? So that's the team that is surprising me the most, just because I still don't believe in Tua. I don't know about you. I mean, are you are you a Tua believer? Because I didn't think so. And I make this reference a lot on teams like this. Tua has the help around him to make him look good. Um, with I Jason, agree. with Waddle, with Hill, with Gasecki, with a versatile backfield with many heads on it, he has the parts around him to make him look good. I agree. It is shocking me that the way that they came back and beat Baltimore, that's either Baltimore's way of just t- getting a huge – Yeah, I mean, they, they can't run the football, clearly. So I think that's part of the problem is that New England was not a shocker because New England is just – I don't know what's going on in New England. They are complete just garbage. Yeah. Uh, Mac Jones can't get anything going. They can't figure out who the offensive coordinator is. Um, I mean, last week, yeah, against Pittsburgh, he was spreading the ball between uh, – Aguilar and Myers, but outside of that, there was really nothing spectacular about their offense. Their defense is, I mean, there. There's nothing to brag about it, right? So, I don't know. The yeah, shocker. I, 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 I'm with you on the, the Baltimore <laughs> game. I think that just shows Baltimore's lack of ability to run the football. Um, but, yeah, that the Dolphins being two and zero in the AFC that that shocks me the most. Them going against uh, Buffalo this Sunday is going to be a true test for both teams, really. Because if Miami is as good as they seem to be for two weeks in, going against the best team in the NFL right now, and they come out and win this, now we have a conversation to talk about. But if Buffalo comes out there and embarrasses embarrasses them like they did Tennessee, um, that either says. Buffalo is just that dominant and everybody should fear the Bills or Miami isn't that good. Well, so I think I think it's going to show more that Miami is not as good as they've shown. Right. Because Buffalo is that good. <laughs> Buffalo, so it'll be a true test. If Buffalo dominates, which is I'm sure what's going to happen, mm-hmm. then – then basically we're not anywhere, right? We already know that Buffalo is a dominant team. They're probably the number one seed in the AFC, if not number two, right? And Miami, if they make the playoffs, that would be a surprise, mm-hmm. right? So I'm saying if Buffalo dominates, then, then nothing's changed. If Miami gives them a game or somehow pulls it off and Josh Allen isn't throwing interceptions all over the fucking place – or the guys aren't fumbling the football every time they catch the ball, that's going to be more of a statement. That's going to show us, hey, you know what? Maybe Miami is somebody to fuck with, right? If Josh Allen throws a bunch of interceptions or they fumble a bunch of footballs or, you know, they start fumbling punts or something like that and letting Miami back into the game, that's more of a uh, Buffalo lost it, Miami took advantage. But if if Miami shows up and they're ready to stand toe-to-toe, that's going to show us more, I think. 
just for all the quick bettors out there that are on RR Sports Betting or about to get on RR Sports Betting, a little history for these two teams. The last 10, ten times that they faced off, Buffalo is 9-1 against them, 6-3-1 against the spread, six overs and four unders. Uh, average score for Buffalo is 32. Point, or what is that? Yeah, 32.10. Uh, rushing 132 and a half, and all these other things. Yeah. Miami, opposite of everything I just said. Right. Yeah. Basically, um, Buffalo has been dominating in the Josh Allen era. So, a little food for thought. My shocking team, and I mentioned them. Um, it's between two teams. It's the Colts and the Titans. The Colts, with the offense they have on paper. I feel like every year I say this about a team. Like I've said it about the Browns many years. On paper, they look like a phenomenal offense. Yep. And they then they shit the bed. Now you've got that with the Colts. On paper, phenomenal-looking offense. Garbage on the field. Matt Ryan, I had an argument with somebody uh, about Matt Ryan, how he is not the answer for this team. They're probably going to start looking for another quarterback to pick up in waiver wires or free agency or trade to replace Matt Ryan. Um and, I mean, he's had multiple fumbles. His accuracy is off. Um, I don't know what it is. I mean, to get shut out by Jacksonville and to tie against the Texans, like, that just shows you right there the offense isn't doing much, right? So Right. That And I would agree with you. That's, that's shocking. Um, I thought for sure going into the season – they would dominate the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think that the Titans would give them a run for their money because I think the Titans and the Colts are one, two for the division, but this team looks horrible. Yes. I don't know what's going on with them. Um, just throwing the stats out there for the season, Matt Ryan has a 63.9 quarterback rating with one touchdown and four interceptions. Three last week against the Jaguars. So, I don't know what's going on. I mean, to be fair, he played pretty well against the Texans. 352 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But, like, all of a sudden, he can't hold on to the football. All of a sudden, he's turning the ball over all the time. I'm – oh, man. I am not understanding what happened to Matt Ryan. Now, what's weird is I'm sitting here looking at his stats, and I'm about to call him old man – old man Ryan, and – He's literally like six days older than me, <laughs> but he does look old as fuck. He looks like he gained seven years in the off season. Yep. I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I'm not ready to raise the white flag. If I'm the Indianapolis Colts, I think they can still turn the ship around. I mean, as you mentioned at the top of the show, the division is what two, five, and one as a division record. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're far behind. And magically, they have one of the ties, right? So they're tied for second place in the division. Mm-hmm. And who's in first place? Jacksonville. Yeah. Is that a team that really scares you? Because it doesn't scare me. I think this is early enough where this can be like a gut check, like wake up call type time. And I think they can come back. And uh, I think they can win this division still. I I think one of the biggest busts that we've seen so far this season is the Cincinnati Bengals. I was about to say, that's my shock. Um, I mean, you look at 
they they lost a nail biter to Pittsburgh. They lost to Dallas with a backup quarterback. Joe Burrow's been sacked thirteen times in two games. Thirteen times. His it's weird. Was, it's almost like this podcast told them they should draft an offensive lineman. But they traded for so many so uh, O linemen and picked up all these O linemen off waiver or free agency and trades and this and that. And you know, again, it sounded like oh wow, they're actually looking to to protect Joe Burrow, but. It doesn't look like it. 13. He was sacked 51 times last year, right? We got, what, 15 games left? Yeah. Pretty bad. I mean, what's, what's six and a half times 13 or times 17? He's looking at 80, being sacked 85 times this season. It sounds like David Carr. Right. Like, come on. Look, this, so, this man took you to the Super Bowl after tearing his ACL. His I, I will season. say one positive thing for this team uh, which is tough when you lose to a Steelers team that got demolished last night by Cleveland and a Dallas Cowboy team who recently lost their starting quarterback and beat you with some guy called Cooper Rush. Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. So he sounds – honestly, he sounds like a porn star. But anyway, to – Quick stroke. So the Steelers game, they were in that game to the end. Right, but they were in that game to the end with I think six turnovers as a team. Joe Burrow had four interceptions. Yeah, so I think that still bodes well for the rest of the team going forward. That they do have some talent at most positions, but Joe Burrow needs to step it up. So week one, four interceptions. Last week, a hundred and ninety-nine passing yards against the Cowboys. That's unacceptable when you have a team that has. Uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd, mm-hmm. I don't think that that is acceptable. Granted, Joe Mixon is your running back, and you have Samaje P. Ryan. I got that. Her- uh, Hayden Hurst is on the team also for you know receiving yards. But 199 fucking yards? Yes, You're sir. supposed to be like – Joey Broadway or whatever the hell they want to call it. Joey Broadway. You're supposed to be like this big badass dude and like everybody's supposed to be going to you to make sure that you're getting the job done. You're not doing it. I mean it's it's bad. He does not he does not look as crisp as he did on their Super Bowl run. That's for damn sure. Who are you seeing that looks like they have a pure upside to him like things are going good for him two weeks in and it's probably going to continue going that way um so you mean like as like a surprise yeah i think the jacksonville jaguars are a surprise um i i don't think that they are a playoff team that's not what i'm saying but to to increase over what they had last year last year they were horrible Right? Admittedly so. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL. That's why they drafted the top of the the draft again. But everything that they went through last year, Urban Meyer basically had to fire all the coaches that he hired at the very beginning. I don't really know how many he fired. But one of them was racist. One of them was like a pedophile. This other dude was just like raping folks at practice. Like, I don't really know what was going on there. But clearly – he was running a fucking circus and at like almost at the end of the season, they realized, all right, this guy is the ringleader of the circus. We can't have him around anymore. And they got rid of him. 
So this is basically a restart. So I'm just going to treat this. This is Trevor Lawrence's rookie season. Okay. So now this is a new new offensive coordinator, new head coach, new defensive guy, new guys on the on the draft, new guys on the defense, new guys on the offense. They played pretty well. Now they played the Indianapolis Colts, who we've already established are a dumpster fire, but we still both believe they can turn it around. Mm-hmm. So they punched Indianapolis in the mouth. I think the final score was twenty-two to ten, right? Or twenty-two to zero? Mm-hmm. I mean, right? Twenty-two or twenty-four to zero? Yeah. So obviously Jacksonville dominated that game. Um, they're a team that I'm not thinking is going to make the playoffs, but they're going to fuck up some people's worlds. Like they're mm-hmm. going to be competing in a lot of these games that a lot of people don't expect. I'm going to go with the. New York Giants and Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. (laughs) Mediocre team, mediocre stats, but they're 2-0. Tied for the lead with the Philadelphia Eagles who are dominating people left and right. Which I don't understand, but yeah. um, I'm curious to see what continues on with the Giants. If they beat Dallas on Monday night this week, um, I'm going to continue to cheer him on. Not a Giants fan, but I like to bring up Danny Dimes because you're against the name. Yeah. But yeah. Hey. So, all right. Then I guess to switch it up a little bit, I want to say one of my disappointing teams for themselves and really for the rest of the NFL is the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. So they're 2-0. Right, which is weird to say, well, Zach, they're winning. Why are you knocking them? Have you watched their games? They don't look great. Mm-mm. Tom Brady doesn't look like the world beater that he was two years ago when he was going for uh, MVP and winning Super Bowls and fucking Giselle, right? He doesn't look like that guy anymore. I'm not knocking him. I'm not saying he's not that guy because the last time he was in the Super Bowl, I bet heavily against him and lost my ass, okay? So I don't want to bet against the guy, and I'm not saying he can't play in the league anymore, but they they don't don't have it together at all. Well, they're about to. They look like they're off. They just picked up the secret weapon from free agency, which I'm surprised took this long, but y'all better be ready for Cole Beasley, baby. Uh, You know what? That might be true, right? Because he had Danny Amendola. He had Wes Welker. He had all those little slot guys that he and turned Cole, into superstars. So Cole maybe Beasley you're is right. one of the best slot receivers that we've seen in a while. I just I, I I feel like for the NFL, it's disappointing because you had a shot to knock Tom Brady's dick in the dirt and have him have like his first O two start in a long time. No, nope, just and get ready. They let him off the hook. Just get ready because he he just you know he's old. He's 40-something years old. 45. He's, he's priming the gears, man. He's getting them going. Well, and, and, right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I am so irritated that the team has played – well, I say the team. The offense has played so shitty, mm-hmm. and they're still 2-0. The mm-hmm. defense, by the way, has only allowed 13 points in two games. Uh, just for those counting at home, I think that pretty sure that's the best in the NFL. Maybe. Anytime Tom Brady has a top-five defense – you can see him playing in the Super Bowl. Just letting you know. But it's just crazy, man. The offense looks like shit, and they are still 2-0. and 
That's crazy. Hey, who do you think is the second best defense scoring? Uh, that would be the Buffalo Bills. That is correct. Seventeen points in two yes, games. Yes, sir. Not bad. Um, well, man, you know, week three is upon us. Uh, you're going to have your picks out this Sunday, yep. an hour before the noon kickoff. So, well, I those, try to put them out like in between ten and ten fifteen. So, yeah, well, latest ten thirty. You're going to that's Central time for those y'all. Oh, in yeah. Egypt. Central time. Um, so y'all make sure y'all get y'all's bets out there. We throw up our college bets every now and then whenever we feel like it on our TikTok page. So be on the lookout for that. I may even is dabble. that a new is that a new segment where you uh, throw them up? I, I did it week zero and got some good feedback on it. Didn't do too well on it, but I'm not. There's no challenge with me on here. <laughs> All the challenges on you. So. Well, yeah. And this week, this week's going to be tough. I got some bangers this week. So. Okay. Um, but all you uh, middle-aged guys going through midlife crisis, the next time you're at the tattoo place and getting your uh, belly button pierced, uh, when you're getting that 10-gauge put through there, go ahead and tell the uh, guy about two wannabe athletes soccer sports. Or girl. Tell them about two wannabe athletes soccer sports. Maybe they'll play it in the background. Wow. Wow. I, I had no idea that we were going there. Oh, we um, went there. Whew. So... Tattoo place. Last time we did Barnes and Noble stealing bathroom books. <laughs> so yeah, the next time that you're at Victoria's Secret trying to buy some unmentionables for the uh, for the little lady, go ahead and tell them you heard about us on on uh, on Spotify for Two Want to Be Athletes Talk Sports. Just let them know that that's the type of stuff you're into. Because Don't be you might be mannequins. Well, so you might be too scared to spit a little game at them. But once she listens to us, she'll totally understand where you're coming from. We might help you out. Because remember, we're not trying to block. We're trying We're trying to guide it in there. We're, the we're trying to be a helping for. Well, I don't know about that. That's that's on it. I'm just me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a helping nudge. 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 Huge shout out again to our sports betting and offsuit cigar poker lounge. Y'all go check them out on our Facebook, all social media. Go check out their social medias. Go check them out in person uh, when you can. Very tell much them, so. Tell them Ed and Zach sent you. As always, this is another episode of Two One of the Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. We'll see you next time, assholes. Always a good.